When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love me, please don't judge me. Got my hands tied, the power's above me. Don't shoot the messenger, I'm just a puppet here. If you want to place blame, then look to the puppeteer. Family, fortune, envy, jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish, Welcome to another episode of Machiavellian Fucks, our succession podcast that's all bangers all the time. I'm Jason Madison, alongside my co-host, the Odin of Coden, Nando Vila, and Anthony Mays, uh, who's not taking off his fucking coat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm the man, the myth, the monolith, baby. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and we got a special guest to the KinFest, John Gervais. Welcome to the show. Oh, man. Thank you for having me, man. It's an honor. <laughs> yeah, we got a full house today, fellas. Absolutely. Well, it's so, the party episode, you know? The more, the merrier. Yeah. Which one of you guys is ready to cut a rug with Shiv? Oh, my God. Figure out <laughs> and give Shiv some room. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's she's a menace on the dance floor. I want to know out. like what the direction was. Like The director was like, okay, sh- you know, actress who plays Sarah Snook or whatever. Uh, yeah do like dance kind of like this and then when she starts doing it it's like no no no, maybe do it like a little different like what were, I, I would love to have seen the direction uh that she got for those dance moves because they were spectacular yeah i, I bet you i bet of- you there was one there was one direction it just said elaine right <laughs> like, that's yeah. all she needed yeah. it was just elaine. elaine venice yeah but like the 2021 version i loved it i love she looked like she was really into that um grime song or whatever they were playing at the Dizzy time. rascal i believe yeah, yeah. The, the, okay yeah i knew it was some that was playing at that particular moment yeah some uk hip-hop that, that was <laughs> ringing off right there yeah um but yeah we had the notorious ken had his big 40th birthday bash um, you know, he got 80% of his A-listers to give him a yes. Elon was there, I guess, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was the only name that stuck out of that, yeah. that rundown. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, his sibling showed up, um, which I'm just going to say for me, that was like the most heartwarming moment of the whole series. Cause it seems like to me, that was the only time they've ever all gotten along or actually like came out and like sh- kind of showed some love in their backwards Roy way to somebody. And they really all showed up and showed out for Ken for about 35 seconds. <laughs> yeah. My favorite ever moment like that is in the finale last season when they're all hanging out by the pool on the yacht. Oh yeah. Before Logan's, helicopter touches down emotional yeah. gunship incoming but they're all doing like baby talk voices to each other yeah, and making yeah. fun of each other and i'm like oh wow they're actually a family and it's yeah. kind of nice yeah yeah short-lived yeah they had a little bit of that when they razzed ken for uh 
which his parents shouldn't be there anyway, but his parents or, not his, being, kids. Yeah, or his kids and his wife was actually there, mm-hmm. but it was just like a funny line saying that, you know, none of them showed up. He didn't mm-hmm. have any, he didn't have any real friends, which I mean, technically he does not. Um, so, you know, but that was, the, and then when they walked into the room with all the, uh, newspaper articles, um, you know, that was probably the peak of it. And then Connor, began to shut it all down and it started going downhill from there but that was a great moment yeah i love uh, connor's line when he walks into the party is like i shall remain coded as is my right you know which is the best just like fucking annoying libertarian guy thing to say um yeah he's very excited about polling close to one percent that's four million people you know could sway the election uh, i mean either and, merkel is gonna call him or soros one of the two yeah. no in between yeah soros no. is gonna serenade him <laughs> yeah um yeah no i mean it's it's interesting because like given what happens at the end of the episode uh you know really it's kind of kendall that fires first uh, a little bit like i mean his is supposed to be like a joke uh it's not supposed to be taken too seriously although the jokes were kind of mean you know um but can we talk about the giant vagina uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the entrance of the party? Yeah, because, Caroline's vagina. Yeah, Caroline's <laughs> vagina. Just because I, throughout this whole thing, there's so many funny elements to the party, to the construction of the party. Um, you know, I consulted with Gladwell and Harari and like they <laughs> yeah. say this is the, where the world's going. Um, such a fucking dumb rich guy thing to say. But uh, the – the I, I want to like – I wish I was a fly on the wall in the writer's room where they were like, what if, what if, here's an idea, here's an idea. It's a giant vagina and everyone walks through it and they're born into the world of Kendall Roy or whatever. It's like, yes, I love it. Uh, That was just fucking great. The production design really took it up a notch for all the different stages and rooms. And this thing is in an entire complex. There's the tree house, which looked pretty dope actually. The compliment yeah. tunnel. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to do a deep dive on the whole production design of this episode, and because I mean, they really hats off to them. They they went balls to the wall from beginning to end. Like you said, the compliment tunnel. There was some stuff that I liked, um, like like I said, the the room with all uh, the newspaper articles, the the Kindle uh, on the. The multi-screen that mm-hmm. Greg starts to pound on when he yep. gets upset. The fire room. I uh, thought that was a model of Logan's office. Oh, yeah, okay. That's what it, it was. was. Saying that that's hell. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I didn't even it's catch a that. Waystar, it's the Waystar like, headquarters office. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. there, there was a... So there was one uh, really like small thing that I loved and it kind of goes along the lines with how they always switch up the ATN headline and stuff. So when Greg, uh, when Tom goes into Greg's room, uh, his office and he topples the desk and Greg has to then, uh, pull the desk back (laughs) upright. There's a, uh, movie poster on yeah. Greg's, Greg's wall. Patron. <laughs> yeah, destroyer, destroyer of moons. And there was such like a great art department moment, you know, not everybody will like see that. And I just wanted to shout them out for, you know, going the extra mile. That was great. Yeah. That's the Waystar <laughs> version of the Transformers. Exactly. Is, is that movie franchise. 
Yeah. So is the, uh, is Baby Wu Tang a real thing? I don't know much about hip hop uh, anymore. Tiny Wu Tang. Uh, <laughs> is t- Tiny Wu Tang? Is that a real fucking thing? Uh, I was wondering that the whole time. Like these kids who do Wu Tang covers. I would love to see that. <laughs> I yeah, bet you some. I bet you there's a group somewhere in Brooklyn or somewhere like so. There's there's someone doing birthday parties in New York somewhere that's doing it. There has to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no. So I, I noticed something interesting in this episode um, that I guess has probably been at play for, uh, you know, a large part of the of the show that I didn't really pay too much attention to. But um, Logan's women that he has around him versus Kendall's women that he has around him. And th- there was a moment when uh, towards the end of the episode, because they kind of mirrored in this episode, and that's what made it stick out to me. Uh, towards the end, you know, where Kendall decides not to get on the cross, right? And he's got Comfrey and um, I forget who his other PR lady's name Barry. is. Barry Schneider. Yeah, Barry. Oh, right, right. Barry and then um, then Nay, right? And that's kind of like his triumvirate of, of women around him, giving him the best advice. And that's probably the best decision Kendall makes on the whole show, honestly, is to not get up on that cross because that could have only ended in catastrophe. And it's great to see how they kind of like softly, easily let him down. But they also cater to his ego way too much, right? Um, they pandered to him. They would have let him go up there and do it. Uh, and then you look early in the episode and Logan has Carrie, Jerry, and Shiv, Um when you know he's going off about gojo and he lets carrie give her input which is i mean she's just kind of regurgitating something he probably said earlier yeah she's <laughs> really on her mini me yeah um and then you know jerry you know she's always shouting kind of the reasonable she's the good angel on logan's shoulder and then shiv trying to uh you know give her input on the broader macro picture we need to get into uh, sports betting and all this other stuff that is part of the Gojo platform. Um, but well, there seemed- was a there was a uh, there was a foreshadowing moment just right before that when Shiv and Roman are talking about the fact that Logan is banging his uh, secretary who is fifty years his junior, and yeah. Shiv is like, "This is a, this is a disaster! Like this is super not normal, or <laughs> yeah. whatever." And, and Roman's like, "What are you talking about? It's the most normal thing in the fucking universe for this rich guy CEO to be banging his fucking secretary. Exactly. Like, that's the mo- like literally the most normal thing that's ever happened. Exactly. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's like the it's it's morally right or whatever, but no. like it just shows that Roman like like Shiv lives in a fucking fantasy land when it comes to her her family. You know, like yep. Roman like has a much clearer eye as to what's going on. Yeah, no, definitely. And like Logan is still doing everything he needs to do. You know, he's he dropped the car to Roman, you know, and that sent Kendall in a tailspin now it's argue arguable about what actual action sent him into that tailspin because it might have been his interaction with nay it might have been his interaction with rava because that's what he where he really started going down yeah it was the post rava <laughs> binge drinking when he grabs the 40 on his 40th yeah and then just there's that great scene where he's just walking through just being such an asshole yeah telling some guy he's got orthopedic shoes yeah talking about the all bangers all the time calls greg a snitch bitch just unloading yeah so great that was his descent into the ninth circle of hell right there 
<laughs> well, and then he couldn't find his, the birthday present from his children, which is like what really sent him over the edge. The right? MacGuffin I mean, it, it was of definitely, the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was a combination of all of all factors. I mean, it's the the emptiness at the heart of his life that he can that he, you know, he gets he gets an offer for two billion dollars, which like means in a way that he'd be free of all this. I mean, that's kind of what Naomi's saying. Like, I'll give you a blowjob and we could take two billion dollars. You know, yeah. like you can yeah. fucking you can be a happy person if we just kind of allow it to happen. Um, and, uh, and, and he just can't. And he realizes at the end, by the end, that his, that his life is completely hollow, devoid of any kind of actual familial relationships or even any relationships at all. Um, yeah. Everything is just transactional. Every, everyone's there because he's rich. Um, the party is ridiculous. Um, it's stupid. It's like he tries to do like, you know, 15, what he calls like a 15 layer joke, you know, that the <laughs> yeah. whole crucifix crucifix thing he's like in the beginning when he's doing the rehearsal and he goes to naomi it's funny right you know and yeah. like i'm like why is this funny like this is like there's no i don't get the joke and she's just like no i just think it's like you know good like you're a good singer which i find her character to be kind of uh um befuddling in a way but kind of interesting also in that she i don't know if she's like an enabler or she's just like a genuinely sweet you know person who cares for kendall you she know, seems relate to him. Yeah, she seems like the person who can most relate to him other than his siblings. And he would have a good relationship with Shiv, who is the other person who's most like him if they weren't always at odds. So he doesn't have any beef with Nay, you know, so they get along. Everybody else wants what he wants. And so that's why they can never get along. Nay, I'm I'm really I'm I'm that person that can watch a show from start to finish, see everything that happens, and and literally not know a character's name. Nay yeah. is the Nay is the um is the, the quote unquote yeah looking like his girlfriend. Yeah. His okay, girlfriend, so yeah. I I think so I actually I actually disagree. I think I think she saw something she didn't like this episode, mm. especially yeah. at the end. Especially at the end, right when they pan out on her and they kind of show like he's. He, he has the breakdown that you all mentioned, right? Like, he goes through all those emotions. He realizes that, like, he kind of just realizes, like, yo, like, I'm tripping, right? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally, like, watching me be the person that takes down my family, right? Mm-hmm. And he has that mental breakdown. Yeah, the kid not finding his kid's gift. I don't, I, I don't really get that too much because I'm just like, dude, it's a party. Like, someone has your gift. You're rich. <laughs> you know, the gift's going to show up, right? Like right. it's not the end of the world, right? Like anyone who's ever thrown a huge party, you, you probably like, especially if you get lit, like he was supposed to be getting lit, like, eh, it's probably going to be a day or two before you even like get to these gifts. It'll show up. Right. Right. But like her, she's like, she just knows him as like, you know, the, I guess like the quote unquote bad boy. Right. Like right. he's, he's like the one that's just like F his dad, you know, whatever. I'm just going to go on a limb. And then he kind of just like breaks down in front of, in front of her right like and right. i mean you know not i'm not trying to be disrespectful but like that doesn't usually go well when like you're like supposed to be like this powerful dominant man and then you just have like this mental breakdown it either goes one or it goes one or two ways when with your significant other right like mm-hmm. they either step up to the plate they've got your back and they're like yeah like you know it's us or they're just like eh, you're not really the person and i think that's kind of what happened to her then like she's like Right. I'm kind of I'm kind of cool on you, right? Like you're right, right. you're actually not like a bad boy. Like you're kind of it's like I'm not trying to be like the person that keeps mentioning Seinfeld, but it's it's when George had the the baseball jacket on and he's like you know yeah. he's trying to make it seem like he's like this cool guy. Yeah. But you can only you can only act cool, but for so long, and right. he had this mental breakdown. I, I I actually think that they're gonna pivot her and 
I, I wouldn't be shocked if you know somehow some way she kind of fades the black on him not right. necessarily in the show but as far as being his his lover like he turns down the blowjob he he's happy. it was he was the just gift. super weird yeah, yeah. Well, well also logan wants still wants to buy pierce i mean she's from the pierce family right yeah. she's right. The, the the zion of uh of pierce uh and logan which is another funny like i kind of find an interesting critique of the show is that the show in a way is super informed by twitter i mean it's you can just see that i can see where a lot of the jokes come from like from tweets from like uh you know six months ago or whatever uh but uh um it's an it's the show's kind of central ethos is also a new media skeptic and that logan himself is kind of a, a new media skeptic whereas the kids are like there's that scene in the beginning where they're like talking about their the deal with gojo and shiv's like you know us you know we in the room like we get it you know like we get it yeah. like you know this is like a fucking dinosaur it's gonna die or whatever and like logan like doesn't quite believe that he believes that the old media still has um more power than than the new media um and that's why he wants he gets excited about pierce in a way that he can't really get excited about gojo like the slightest fucking you know bump in the road uh wants yeah. you know it's like, to call up the deal but th- i strike that strikes me as like what the kendall naomi thing is building up towards like she's kind of been around this season but not like been that that critical but i expect that like in in the coming pierce waystar discussions that the kendall relationship with her will will come back to the fore yeah i i mean I can see I can see it going down like that. The way that he turned down that blowjob, she was not feeling him. You know, like she was well, to be fair to Kendall there. Terrible timing by Naomi. Like don't try to give him your shitty watch yeah. gift that you know is shitty. Don't half acidly offer a blowjob once you see that it's not going well. That was just that whole scene made my skin crawl. I it mean, was, offering a blowjob. There's worse fucking things in this on this life, you know. Like, there's never like, you know, a it's not like she offered him a kick. It's not like she yeah. offered him a kick in the nuts, you know. Right. Um, I, I actually thought it was kind of kind of noble of her, right? Like she's like, hey, it's sweet. I it was up. sweet. I gave you a terrible, terrible gift. Let that, me that probably just... cost me two thousand dollars, you know. Yeah, like, right. No, yeah. But here. Hey, you'll you'll at least take this, and he's just like, nah, I'm good, and it's just not yeah. what she probably expected, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, blowjobs and sexual in- innuendos, uh, apparently Tom has a dick the size of a red sequoia and fucks like a bullet train. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, prove it. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> that was such a great moment between him and Greg. I mean, how? You know the the show's greatest gift is is the scenes between Tom and Greg, and they always deliver. Yeah, right. Uh, and that, that was just a hilarious moment between them. There's also the funny thing, the conceit in the show that Greg is supposed to be like super ugly, uh, yeah. and you know, like he's like, I'm aware of the you know difference in the bodily composition between me and Humphrey or whatever, yeah. um, and like the chasm or whatever. Um, but in in real life, Greg. Nicholas Braun has become a kind of I don't know if like semi ironic or not, but like a kind of sex symbol uh, yeah, amongst the certain core. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. But I, but, like, but I, but I the, would say the those... ladies would be fucking loving Nicholas Braun. Like right. they love him. You know. Um, not to cut you off, but I would just say specifically like the fact that that they compare her to Jackie Onassis or Tom compares her to Jackie Onassis. Like, comfrey. Yeah. 
What yeah. is the obsession with Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis? She is Class, not, dude. She is that's not. What they, that's what they like. Grace. She is not that's a Grace. pretty. She is not a pretty lady. Okay. She does not. She's wow. not stunning. This is not where I expected this <laughs> podcast to go. Yeah, well, in the context of first ladies, I mean, I mean, in the I mean, context Mel- of Melania's first, number one. one of the best Melania's first number one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in context of first ladies, I guess, but I'm just saying, like, you know, there was a joke that I saw on Twitter, which was basically the same, saying the same thing, like, that's why I fucking he was fucking Marilyn Monroe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, that's well, probably also not Marilyn Monroe is like the hottest woman of all time. You know, like that's pro- most that's women compare. Why. Yeah, but most that's women what I'm compare saying. poorly to Marilyn Monroe. She uh, just gives she gives me like a school teacher type of vibe, and I just I never I never saw it. And the fact that people are finally speaking up about it, I feel like. Because <laughs> finally, finally, yeah. Jackie yeah. O, but the big Jackie will not fucking uh, convince me that Jackie O was hot. Uh, yeah. Jason's been yeah. holding this candle yeah. for years yeah, waiting been, for this yeah. moment. I've been He's waiting like, I, I'm more of a Barbara Bush guy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you're looking at you're looking at it with 2021 eyes. Like, you got to look at it at 1960 where, yeah. you know. I'm saying I, you know, the Kim Novaks, there was hot women back then, man. Like but, but Elizabeth not, but Taylor, not politician, not politician wives, and yeah. she may not. It, it, it's she. She may not be like you know. I truck Jay. Like I, I feel you. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I always look and I'm just like, I don't get it, right? Yeah. But like I, I get it. But I'm you know. I guess teach his own. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I just I well, never I saw mean, the Tom. The, Tom, who's like a you know the the character of Tom is like a. He, he's a super striver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who uh, is obsessed with the trappings of the elite, right? Like he's obsessed with fine wines and what, and knowing about it and all that shit. Uh, because he was not born into it, like he's just some fucking kid from Minnesota. Yeah. Um, he's, he's obsessed with the, the um, aesthetics around uh, an ultra elite. That's why he's always like commenting on Greg's suits. Like in this episode, he, 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 he like notices this as a uh, entry point to the ruling class. Um, and Jackie O for that kind of person is the epitome of a person who was able to up her station and enter into the ruling class. Like she, he probably identifies with Jackie O in that she was not, you know, she was not a super kind of scion of, of American, uh, the ruling class, but then she fucking married Kennedy and then married a Greek billionaire and, uh, again, lived a good life and, and was, uh, you know, revered by millions of women as like the epitome of class. And, you know, he would like a similar fate for Tom Wamsgams. Right. Yeah. Um, I I feel that a hundred percent. I just, I think that also Greg is not like a bad looking guy and his position in the game is just like, why are you like she's working yeah. for Ken? She's an assistant <laughs> yeah. PR person, and like, he's probably getting close to being a millionaire already. At this exactly, point. Like, like I feel like it's the other way around. If anything, but a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it's like, yeah, you just had a deal on the table from Logan, like offering you whatever you want, like, and you bought a forty thousand dollar watch a couple of weeks ago. You telling me you worry about some little chick who's Ken's assistant? Like, get out of here, bro. But. I mean, he asked her out. He got his wish. And I think that's a part of the difference also between Greg and Tom is like Greg kind of being the younger man is happy with simple things. You know what I'm saying? Getting the girl to say yes to a date and, you know, whatever, just walking around the party. 
Tom is having a terrible time, like walking around the party. Well, he's still not fully broken, Greg. You know, he still has, he still retains some part of his humanity. Tom is like fully, has invested fully. Like he is, his whole self has invested into this project of, you know, whatever it is. Like, cause he, he doesn't even, he, 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 he has a little bit of vertigo in that he, he doesn't like pitch himself as CEO ever, you know? Um, but he, he has, in his mind, he has rationalized his choices to um, do whatever it takes to uh, get up into this family. And again, there was a pivotal moment in, in this episode when Logan Roy quietly grabs his arm and goes like, I'll remember this when, when Tom Big realized moment. that he w- wasn't going to jail. And that's you know? actually what Shiv told him at the beginning was like, it's probably not going to end up with you in jail, but this could be a good way for you to earn some, some gold, some coin, some you know, some cachet with Logan and it might've worked out for him. Might it have. did. It did. Logan gave him that nice uh, wrist grab <laughs> when he walked by him mm-hmm. and said, he'll remember. Um, yeah. But like when you're the person that, that's the one that's actually facing the time, I mean, it's a lot easier for the shivs and everyone to just come up and be like, yo, it's not that serious. Don't worry about it. But he's the one that's facing whatever the time, you know, the time would have been. I actually think, I think, I think they just play him from day one. Like he, he's always just being strung along. And I think uh, Logan, any interaction, Logan, Logan could give two craps about time. Like anytime he gets right. an opportunity to to trash time, to make it clear that that time is is nobody or time is clearly not them. Right. He always does it. Yeah. And I, I I don't I don't trust if I was time. I would literally. I think everyone showed their true colors right. to him, even his own wife. Right. Like they all show their true colors. No one cares about him. Literally no one cares about him. He he should he can't. He's not in power enough to make his own moves and and to really consider himself. But he'd be a fool, in my opinion, to to, to think that Logan, like anything he did, Logan recognized. I think Logan <laughs> right. gave him that. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, now, you know, fuck off. Right. Like, exactly. Like, there's nothing else for you. Yeah. No, Logan is definitely like. All bluster with time, like uh, whatever. Get the fuck out my face, you know. <laughs> and he's moving on to the next next thing. The world is racing to get back to normal and start meeting up in person again. But after the year we've all had, getting back to feeling normal takes time. I don't know about you guys. I've been feeling overwhelmed, flustered, just avalanche, stuck under this avalanche of things I have to do and people I have to see and people I got to talk to, Zoom meetings and emails. Hell. Even this ad that I'm recording right now, I forgot that I had to do it. I'm doing it from a computer that's not even mine. It's really tough to do all of this when you feel like you're trying to handle it all by yourself. Do you feel like that? If you're feeling overwhelmed by it all, guess what? You're not alone. It's important to find the support you need to face those feelings and move forward. We all talk to our friends when we're experiencing issues, but they don't always give us the advice we need. I mean, think about it. They can't really give us unbiased feedback because they're involved in many of our interactions and how we are. What you really need is advice from a licensed professional. It can be refreshing and rewarding. When you're a low point, when you're in a low point, you might feel alone. But over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. We all need help sometimes, and asking for support when you need it is actually a sign of strength. Here's the idea use Talkspace. It's great. It's easy to use. It matches you with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device. 
you can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. The app makes it easy to connect with the therapist that is licensed and on your schedule without having to wait weeks before your next appointment. You can go anywhere and take your therapist with you. Whether you're a parent, student, millennial, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy in addition to medication prescription services. Set goals with your therapist, and they can help make sure you're really progressing. Talkspace therapists help you develop the tools to cope in difficult times. It works around your schedule at your convenience. Send and receive unlimited message with send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. Schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. Whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, or other problems, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. Got thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with. And they're experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more to help you start feeling better. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code BOMB. That's $100 off when you use the code BOM at Talkspace.com. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. ButcherBox takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Let's talk a little bit about the, the Gojo deal and, and Matson and how that played out. This season is is basically doing a tour uh, amongst the different sectors of the American oligarchy. Um, you know, we have obviously uh, the waste, the Roy family. Uh, we got a taste of Adrian Brody, um, this kind of like cool young finance guy, you know, probably into crypto or whatever. Um, and, uh, and now we got the tech guy who is just this like, Probably on the spectrum, totally antisocial weirdo, um, you know, again, who cannot enjoy any of any of this, like like all of them. That That's a consistent theme 
throughout it is that no one can enjoy anything, that they, there is no pleasure to be had um, at that level. Um, but this guy, it was just like a total, like he's like sitting there just kind of practically twiddling his thumbs in the middle of the party, unable to speak to anyone. Um, and, you know, honestly, the Odin of Coden, that, that, that rings true to me. Um, this guy who's like, who's like obsessed with, offended by a, a bad product, you know, like uh, Star Go or whatever the, mm-hmm. the Raystar uh, streaming platform is. Um, it like offends him that like the code is so bad and you have to burn it and put it in a fucking, uh, you know, uh, cabinet forever acid and bath. light it on acid bath. And, you know, uh, like he's just like this antisocial nerd who has been given this uh, incredible amounts of wealth and power. Um, and what he does with that is just act like a total weirdo. Yeah, no, his his whole get down is like uh, he doesn't want to be bothered, but he's there, you know, like he he wants to say something fucked up or do something fucked up, uh, which is funny when Kendall offers him the uh, his uh, drug guy. Who? What did he uh, call? Reese. Him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reese. Yeah. He said he's. A, he told him he's a bad guy, which I love. Human basically, yeah, basically the dark web. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, then, and then that wasn't enough for him. So uh, the only thing that can cure your fix if you're not getting enough uh, negativity in your life is Roman Roy, and you know he came up and basically served him everything he wanted. He talked shit to him. And he provided him an outlet to get his uh, 12-year-old boy um, being bad, you know, little itch. He, he got that itch off with Roman, which, you know, obviously Roman loves to hang out in the bathrooms with guys. So I'm... It's his move. <laughs> I don't know what... The, Works every that's where time. He does, that's, what, that's how he's become the greatest <laughs> businessman in North America. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I did love the line from lucas that represented the audience in the fantastic way of how long is your dad gonna live yeah how yeah. long is this gonna go we doing one more year of succession we doing five more years of succession because yeah. five's yeah. a long time right yeah that was great great just stepping right through the screen and yeah and and roman directly to us roman was almost caught off guard for a second you know you could see him kind of like uh and then he had that little wry smile like wait oh that means you are into the shit that i'm into so let's let's play that game you know and then he starts talking about you know whatever he wants to talk about and then he breaks into his business you know roman really did get down to brass tacks with him which was kind of impressive for a second and i was like okay he's really ready to handle these types of situations which it seemed like he wasn't ready for before but obviously you know, we saw what the wind did and it went to his fucking head and he lashed out at well, everybody. It totally went to his head. But I mean, again, he, he is this, the theme of this season. Like we ask, like, who won the episode? And, like the guy who's winning the season is clearly Roman. Mm-hmm. And it's for a very obvious reason in that he uh, represents his father's id, you know, very, very well. Whereas Shiv made the huge mistake of betting, of, of allying with that side of the war instead of with Kendall, who she would be much more comfortable with or understand yeah. with or, or, and, or like is able to understand him uh, and be simpatico with like she just made a tragic mistake that she'll never be able to get back because she burned the bridge with Ken with the letter 
um, out of like a, just a temper tantrum. Um, and, uh, and now she's stuck with these two guys who she has nothing in common with, can't understand. Um, they don't listen to her and with good reason, like there's no reason for them to listen to her. They keep on, they're fine without listening to her. Whereas with Kendall, she would actually have some sort of sway and power. Um, so I think that like, it, it seems to me like what it's building up to is that Roman is going to keep on, you know, winning, building up toward the end of the season. Um, and then there's going to be some sort of cataclysmic event that'll probably, uh, move Shiv back into the Kendall camp and set up a war, um, between kind of like the liberals, quote unquote, uh, Kendall and Shiv and the, you know, uh, fascist sympathizers for lack of a better term. <laughs> Yeah, the Nazi lovers. I'm a believer in liberal democracy, okay? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. got to say that to Shiv's face, and you know that yeah. that just made her... That stung. Made her okay. Yeah, this, they had some uh, some interesting physical uh, violence taking place in this episode as well. Uh, it made me think back to when they were at... Um, I forgot what was the name of the conference when Logan slapped... Yeah, Argestes was Argestes, yeah, and Logan slapped uh, the shit out of Roman. Um, now Roman, you know, he's taken that on. Well, after Kendall put hands on him for a little second, moved him out of the way. Um, you know, he was, he was feeling a little feisty and he saw Kendall was feeling down and decided to give him a, a little shove in the back and Kendall fell over like an 80 year old man. I don't know what that was about, but I guess, I guess, you know, he was so deflated yep. as a person at that moment that he didn't couldn't even have the energy to catch himself. <laughs> yeah. the floor. He couldn't stand on his own two feet by push, but, getting pushed by his little brother. But like you said, Nando, uh, it's kind of how Rosie Perez put it in white men can't jump. Sometimes yes. when you win, you lose. And sometimes when you lose, you win. This was a yep. huge, Counting your chickens before they hatch episode. Tom yeah. is celebrating like he's never going to go to prison. Even though yeah. Jerry was like, it's just headed that way. It's nothing's done. This is just what I've heard. It's a vibration. And then Roman counting his chickens with this Gojo deal. You know, he gets the piss handshake, which is fucking <laughs> disgusting, by the way. Yeah, and then calls himself the greatest businessman in the world. Gets wasted. Says he's gonna fuck his dad and doing the little daddy dance, and the, and it's like, all right, dude, it's it's episode seven. We got two more. Yeah, does yeah, he, he know it's seven. episode seven? Yeah, he is a, yeah, poor guy. Uh, and poor Tom did the drugs in the wrong order. He's <laughs> yeah, an exactly. amateur move. Yeah. He's been out of the game for too long. Yeah, <laughs> it's been yeah. a while since the bachelor party, I guess. Yeah, um, it's like so- scoring the you know the go ahead touchdown and there's- too early. Two minutes Scorch left on the clock, yeah. and Tom Brady's waiting for it. It's like, exactly. mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So who do we think won the week, fellas? It's Roman, but Roman for how long? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, well, I'm going to give my uh, alternate take and say, well, first I'll just say not Shiv, because <laughs> she obviously lost. Yes. Um, but, well, we didn't even talk about the fact that Roman and uh, and Logan are conspiring to take control of the company under yeah. behind her back. Yeah. Like that's what was going on there. If they ally um, and get Kendall's share, they can muscle everyone else out. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. including her. That's yeah. why when Roman's like, "Oh, just a, just a, just the fucking wheel of musical chairs or whatever," like no, like she realizes that like if they get Kendall's share and they're in an alliance, uh, then she's out. Yep. Yeah, no, that was the big news of the episode. Um, but I I have to say that Carrie was also a winner to me. 
Um, she looks like she has moved up the totem pole fast as fuck. <laughs> um, Is having sex with an 80 year old man winning? <laughs> maybe ask Anna, ask yeah, Anna Nicole. Know. I don't maybe know. Maybe he's got a red sequoia. You know, you never know. <laughs> an 80 year old, like most power. Yeah, I mean, I, you got to give her a little bit of a win, right? He's the most powerful. Right. Sure. I, I think that makes up for the 80 year old aspect. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it might be a year, it might be five years, you know. So in a year, she might she might have a right couple bi- a billion to her name. Right place, depending, right time. <laughs> yeah, depending on how she she plays her cards. So you know, I have to give her, give her a shout out. But yeah, Roman, um, he's been cleaning house. You know, like he's he's a rebel without a cause. He's fucking tearing shit up, and uh, he don't. As long care. as there are bathrooms. <laughs> Roman yeah. Roy will succeed. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna keep getting dubbed. Um, but yeah, he has some great lines in the episode. He was that that daddy daddy doesn't want to fuck you anymore. He wants to fuck me. <laughs> was yeah. crazy. And the, and the head banging, like the circular yeah. head banging. Or what, at the beginning, when Frank goes, uh, you know, we're driving on the open road with the wind in our hair. He's like the wind in your hair, Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. So Greg wh- calls Comfrey a, a very even-handed man. <laughs> yeah. Delivery yeah. was killer on that. Yeah, what were some I of loved, our favorite uh, lines? I mean, what, I, mean I loved <laughs> when Kendall uh, goes to what he's like, uh, getting excited for the party on his balcony and he's like FaceTiming with Comfrey and he's like, uh, hey man, you know, like I want you guys to like let loose too, all right? Like the staff, you know, like everyone's like super egalitarian. I mean, do your job, obviously, but like, hey man, get your drink on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just the perfect en- encapsulation of like how full of shit he is. Oh yeah, that was, that was a great Kendall moment. Um, he had a lot of uh, what I would consider, uh, I mean, I'm showing my age, a lot of young Young gear on. I felt yeah. like I felt oh, like yeah. the, I felt like he, 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 he was saying, yeah. "Yeah, the bomber jacket." I even feel like Gucci bomber. Am I imagining jacket. a gold chain or something around it? I might be imagining that, but I feel he like had, even on the had balcony, he had like a chain yeah. or like yeah. a turtle. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's like a silver chain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I I always love a good Connor line uh, when <laughs> when, they, when Comfrey came up to him. Yeah. And Willa, and uh, he tells her, I lost the Norwegian wool in a fusion restaurant in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah just... I hasn't forgotten about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a great bit of writing. Um, when... I also like what Greg was planning on telling Comfrey uh, as his pickup line. He's like, you're like a fascinating book I would love I'd to, like crack to crack open. open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg is so ridiculous, dude. Jack yeah. Um, yeah. When uh, Matson says that he wants privacy, pussy, and pasta, yeah, I mean that's just yeah. a T-shirt right the three there. Piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and offers him some weird pasta I've never even heard of, Garganelli. like Garganelli. Yeah, Garganelli. Um, yeah. Well, after this was like another funny moment, like when after Kendall decides that he is not going to do the ridiculous Billy Joel thing, mm-hmm. um, and you 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 suspect that maybe there was like a moment of of learning there like this is all ridiculous like immediately after comfrey tells uh uh greg he's like uh kendall just made me call springsteen to come rescue the vibe Vibe? i'm trying to change the vibe and then she's working on a jetpack but it takes 48 hours and the line that really just hit home to me having previously worked for eccentric rich people is a lot of the ideas are jokes but some aren't 
Yeah. You but, never know. <laughs> but I think that spring scene would have rescued the vibe had he came through. He yeah. he definitely would have changed the uh the vibe in that party. And speaking of um popular 80s singers, what about his Billy Joel at the beginning of the episode? I actually thought it was pretty decent. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. It was it's better like than Elton. Who knows how to sing, pretending to not be able to sing. Right. Yeah. There are some flat notes, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I love the comfrey line. She has some great lines in the episode. Dasha, uh, man. Yeah. What a, what a year for <laughs> Dasha from Red Scare. Yeah. She said um, she was talking about Kendall when he was backing down from doing the uh, the crucifix, and she said, "Yeah, this is." You were supposed to say this is the culmination of my life's journey being crucified to save you morons. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's probably what he told her. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of any other great ones. Oh, at the end, um, Roman <laughs> calling Logan saying, I'm the only child you'll ever need. You can kill the others. Love you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there was also the great... <laughs> When Comfrey tells Greg that she has to, that she has to uh, do like boxes. a, uh, the press, no, when, <laughs> no, when he goes, uh, when she goes, uh, like, I'm sorry, I have to like, you know, smear your reputation in the press. He's like, the whole press is like, she's like, don't worry, I'll keep it like targeted, it. not terminal. And he goes <laughs> yeah. like, and he starts, he breaks into yeah. this weird, like Southern gentleman <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like, well, thank you, God, little man. How and he could possibly repay you. <laughs> Even handed maiden. <laughs> Even handed maiden was great. <laughs> it kind of sounded like Kenneth from 30 Rock. Yeah. Totally. Uh, totally. It was just like, <laughs> so good. No, that was great. Um, so yeah, not, We'll see, I guess, next week if uh, the Gojo deal goes through. We have a um, Caroline and Peter Munyon wedding to attend. They just they came up with a wedding out of thin air <laughs> right, in the yeah. last episode. They're like, all right, now we're headed there. And, I mean, only two more, guys. They, they trimmed no, no, that I'm miss episode you guys. off, which is kind of surprising yeah. to everybody, I think, and yeah, I didn't. We're I didn't in know the that. Home stretch. Yeah, until recently. I, yeah, I'm gonna miss, you know, doing the show. I feel like we didn't, we didn't even get together for long enough to, you know, start enjoying it, and it's already over. Um, apparently, just uh, like Kendall's birthday party, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Jay Smith Cameron did an interview where she said that the ending of the season is going to be a surprise. It's going to be shocking. She said. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued, you know, obviously we had the, It'd the be funny if she was like, actually the ending is going to be kind of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's going to suck. <laughs> We're going out with a whimper. Uh, that just Will be there be any more good, tree houses? That'd just be some good media spin, you know, controlling the narrative by, by yeah. Waystar. Yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, guys, well, we're looking forward to the next episode. Any predictions for the ending? I like the guy that plays Peter Munyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pip Torrens is his name. He was in Preacher. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. But, you know, it's it's interesting how going into the season, Alexander Skarsgård, Adrian Brody, Sanaa Lathan, right. you know, huge names and really very minimal screen time. Like this show yeah. is about the Roys and they well, it's, sneak in a Connor all, scene and sneak in a Tom and Greg scene every week, but that's it. 
these guys are definitely just fans of the show and they're coming in for a one day shoot, like a couple scenes, bam, bam, out of here. You know, uh, I was in succession. There you go. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like Daniel Craig being a stormtrooper in the new Star Wars <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I don't say they're they're not underused, but I like the core, you know, I like the core yeah. group and I don't really think that anybody kind of needs more than a cameo here or there for this show. You know, it would kind of like make it weird. So the only thing is that's fucked up is there's this looming feeling that they're going to kill off one of the main characters, you know, or like Logan or, or somebody's going to disappear. Or there's going to be some kind of, you know, weird shift in the dynamic um, in order to excite the audience. And I just hope it doesn't feel uh, unwarranted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Jerry Killing off go. Logan would make narrative sense, you yeah. know? Um, obviously, like, doesn't mean they're going to do it, but that, that right. does make sense. Like, there's no there's no scenario in which they've set it up too much, but, like, there's no scenario in which any of the kids, or even a group of them, or even all three of them together could take him on and beat him. It would, it would, it would be, it would feel cheap, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I feel like a surprise would be to like kill Kendall or something like that. Um, and that would fuck yeah. it up. But I, you know, who knows? It might not be either one of those things. We'll see. Jerv, what you think? I think the deal falls through flat on his face. Roman goes back to being Roman somehow, some way. Like I, I, I think TV is just TV. So I think somehow, some way, Kendall and and and, and it, it ends with Kendall and and Logan. Something happening with those two, you know. Not saying that you know someone gets killed off or anything like that, but something happens to one of those two. Like that has to be how this season ends. Yeah. You know, I, I love Roman. I think Roman's fucking awesome. He he, you know, he's weird as hell, but I like him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like the weird. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I I can't take him being successful. So somehow, some way, he's got to he's got to fall flat on his face. He just doesn't seem like the guy that's supposed to be successful, right? Like he just seems like he's the joke outside of Connor. Connor's like the real joke that no one ever just respects. It's just like just go be Phil Jackson somewhere. <laughs> in like the mountains or some shit right like but roman has to fall back on his flat on his face or whatever and and you know maybe ken i I don't i can't say kendall gets reunited with them but you know maybe shiv figures out a way to get back on the good side because it's just out of nowhere like first she was the she was it and then she's not you know now she's you know like super duper out i just think logan's such a wild card that it's got to be something that you win any anybody but tom right like it, it's not tom like, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? like tom tom's not going to be i think tom's just going to be consistently tom i would so at the end I, you know i think roman goes back to being roman the joke either shiv or or kendall you know really takes control or, or makes the power move to to set up you know whatever they're going to do for the next season yeah, I like that. I've been waiting for somebody to switch sides all season, yeah. and that hasn't happened. So, yeah. I mean, what Nando is saying about how, you know, Shiv and Kendall kind of see more eye-to-eye than the other members of the family. But, yeah, there's that letter to overcome. I mean, they they really, in the last two episodes, took all the wind out of the sails of the DOJ case and Kendall in at all. So it seems like... He's not going to cash out because that's not interesting for the show. But 
he's got to get reintegrated somehow, and Roman's going to have to get knocked off this pedestal he's on right now. Which, by the way, the DOJ ex- uh, investigation just kind of fizzling out is very true to life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, the fucking Department of Justice is not going to fucking crack down on some American company for some bullshit that happened on some cruises. And like, definitely not, not quickly, which is yeah. what they're really <laughs> emphasizing. It's like no. they're just flooding this thing and it's going to last for five yeah. years. And now Kendall needs to strike while the iron's hot and that's done. Yeah, I don't know why Kendall, even being in the corporate space, ever thought that that was going to play out in some sort of hyper speed manner. Like, bro, you should know better. You know how. No, he doesn't know better goes. because he's an enttitled fucking rich kid. I mean, you right. know, again, you the best like he, lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he like, has yeah. The papers. That's, that's what he thinks. Like, he's yeah. got, you know, like, what do you mean I don't get what I want? Like, game that's over. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. If so, he had a killer instinct, he could really he could really be successful. Well, and stay off the drugs and and like not kill people with his you know with his car and shit. But he he could really be so he could really make something out of himself. Yeah, if he could just he, kick those bad habits. Yeah, I mean, if he had Roman's killer instinct or whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's that's always been the the problem with Kendall is that you know he was too coddled. Probably he, you know he he tried to do the right thing and work at the company dutifully, learning the business, learning the ropes or whatever. And he did more than the other kids. And look what it got it got him nowhere. Like he's you know he's nowhere. You know the other kids just fucking fucked around and did whatever they wanted um, um, their whole lives and didn't actually work at the company. They don't know shit about it. They don't know how it works. Um, and they're in a stronger position than he is. <laughs> so yeah, wild times, man. Wild times. That is the seventh episode of Machiavellian Fucks, our succession recap podcast. Only two episodes left. I'm already getting sad. I'm going to miss you guys. For Jason Madison, John Gervais, thank you very much for joining us. Anthony Mays, the super producer, we're out. Bye.